listening to the Ice Prep Podcast. Here's your hosts, Brian and Pat. Most likely by the time we finish recording it. Uh, my dad emailed me from the Caribbean and said he read it was 42. Oh, okay. 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 Yes. Yeah, there's there. It's. The first thing, yeah, but the first thing I want to at least say right out of the gate is I feel so bad for every single analyst, host, whatever person is going to have to work tomorrow, tomorrow being Friday, on trade deadline day, especially on, I believe it's TSN, when they are going from, is it 8 a.m.? 8 or 9 a.m. until literally the trade deadline closes, which is 3. That is going to be the most anticlimactic show they're going to lose their mind or yeah or that something absolutely magical is about to happen and it is going to be 92 trades because everyone is getting rid of everyone and everyone wants to sign everyone and arizona is going to take all of their salaries of the hurt people To Dallas. That, okay. Come on. Why would you get rid of England? England was doing good things, and Jack Johnson, he's just a character piece. I know he'll do okay, but man, what a weird move. <laughs> Scott Harrington. Yep. <sighs> mm-hmm. Um, so that is a, obviously that's an overpayment 
I think everyone can kind of agree that's an overpayment. He isn't tested. He's he's a, still very young in the league. And last year, he had a lot of Calder nominations. I think I heard he was sixth or around the area of sixth for Calder votes. So. So has Nashville. Oh, he, he is there to anger bunting plain and simple. That is why he exists on that team. He is going to get under his skin so deeply and cause so many stupid penalties from him. And he's going to just laugh and walk away because that's what that's why they brought him in that's why they brought in uh nick paul Hagel, like we've said before ross colton all these irritating players let's add another one and one that can actually punch you in the face too uh just an overpayment but a hell of a fit for that team Mm-hmm. Well... Uh, so the Sandine move, uh, I fully and and the Angle move, like get rid of him. What are the most? Just ugh, what a dud, in my opinion. I, yeah, yeah, no. Hmm. He looked really good. But Ekholm, in my opinion, like that is su that will be such a key piece. As long as he does not get hurt, he is going to be a beast in the playoffs for them. That was a very smart move. And the 4% retained. Yeah.
Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just happened to take a quick gander. This is not, it's technically related, but it's not really related at all. Uh, Dmitry Orlov. So going way, way back to last week when Dmitry Orlov moved to Boston, uh, he's on a tear. Um, so his, the two games previous, he had five points and tonight he has two. So in the three games that he has played for Boston, he has seven points. Holy. Okay. Anyways, please continue. I'm so sorry. That is, that is nutty. <laughs> Holy crap. No, Barry Trotz, not Bruce, not Bruce Boudreaux. <laughs> mm -hmm. So there is one trade, though, that I would really like to talk about, and that is Hronik from Detroit going to Vancouver. So Philip Hronik, if you're unfamiliar with his work, that's not surprising. Um, he is not a light -em up defenseman. He's good. Don't get me wrong. He's a solid defenseman and a good scoop. However, Vancouver, who really has been showing that they are probably going to be in rebuild mode. Let's be honest. They're getting rid of a bunch of talent. Brock Besser keeps being mentioned, potentially going over to Minnesota since that's where he's roughly from. 
there's been rumors of even LA somehow and uh, Pittsburgh was kind of knocking on the door a little bit as well. So Besser's name is out there. Um, Thatcher Demko's name is out there. Uh, they've moved out a bunch of people. They've brought in a couple here and there, but nothing that's like we're going for it or we're trying to salvage this season. They need to lose to get a better player. They traded away a first round pick for a probably second pair defenseman what in the holy hell are they thinking the one they just got for getting rid of horvat literally they just got that pick and it's not like the islanders are going to come in and like do great things i can't imagine i I still don't believe they're going to make the playoffs, which means that could have been bumped up to something close to the, you know, single digits range of the pick. Are you kidding? Oh. Bad. Yeah. Yeah, you're going to be sitting at like 22nd to 26th year after year after year after year. No, middle is like nothing against the middle players. There have some, been some absolutely fantastic players that have come in, you know, the 16th to 20th pick. No discounting that. But the worse you do, the better chances are you're going to get a good player. I mean, sometimes you draft players too high that aren't worth it i don't know just a random name travis konechny but um <laughs> nothing against him either he's a great player but not to the people that followed him oh my god what was philly thinking um but it's just i don't know i don't know what vancouver's doing and i feel so bad for vancouver fans i have a friend that's a vancouver fan and i was talking to him before all of this happened and you could hear in his voice just how like broken hearted he was he was considering looking for a new team so i was like hey well there's the colorado avalanche uh 
It's bad. Nope. No. It's not going to be like St. Louis's rebuild. They they're setting themselves up pretty well. Mhm. What are you doing? What are you doing? This is this is bad. This is beyond mismanagement. Arizona is playing their own weird money laundering game and it's somehow less pathetic than what the ownership of the Vancouver Canucks has done in the past calendar year or not calendar year since since they hired and screwed over people, since they just completely, completely ruined the team by bringing on dead weight, bad contracts, picking up scraps from people that clearly they looked at the overall numbers of things and said, ooh, this person's way overvalued. And then just said, hey, Vancouver, are you interested? And they're like, yeah, we love them. No looking into anything clearly. It just by the way that they picked the people. It is bad. The only shining, 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 shining star there is Pedersen. He is on a tear. And I think it's pissing off ownership. It's insane to me. Yeah. So, like, yeah. It's bad. It's it's embarrassing. Mhm. Mm um yeah. Well, and Gibson's still 29, which in itself is baffling. Well, he's he has he has seen some war crimes in his his career. My goodness. Oh, oh, oh my. <laughs> Yay. Yeah, I, I took a swing. I knew he was going to New York, but I was hopeful. <laughs> Damn. 
Vegas. That was a bit of a wild card. Yep. Uh, he went to Carolina. Yep. But that one makes sense as a quick pause on Pooley You brought it up before. Um, there was a lot of talk, and we mentioned this actually uh, with the conversation that uh, I believe was Nachushkin, the interviewer, was it? No, it was Rantanen, um, talking about how um, he lost his Finnish friend. So he lost Koskinen, he can't speak Finnish, and he's not a, he, English is definitely a second language for him. So as much as yes, he would have been really good on Colorado. I'm very, very happy for him to go to uh, Carolina because I think if they pair him with uh, Kokinemi, another Finnish player. Well, there's and like there's a bunch of Finnish players, but yeah, and I like the idea of Kokinemi and Puliyarvi together because those are two players that were definitely getting pushed to the Isle of Misfit toys. And uh, Carolina was like, "No, these kids are good. Let's let them play." So, uh, congrats to him. That's you know good for him. I'm really, really, really happy with that. Yeah. Oh, I'm actually gonna tweak that and say Toronto. For Jake Muzzin and Matt Murray to have more cap circumvention for the floor. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I thought there was going to be a lot more swings and misses, to be completely honest with you. <laughs> uh, but... Yeah, I think we're going to see a lot of fourth line trades. We're going to see a lot of moves that are shoring up. Uh, they're they're going to have their goal scorers. The teams that are doing well, they already have their, pretty much they have their one and two. Now they're looking for that supplementary, whether it's they go the scoring route or they go for the wear you down route. That's the moves that I think we're going to see a lot of. Um, there might be one more goalie trade. Um, I have that in my gut. I'm, Probably not Karel Vimelka, but I feel like there is going to be another goalie trade coming in. And part of me thinks Campbell might be on the move. They might try and find a person to get rid of him. And Okay. Yep. You have it backwards. So it was... Ekholm had 4% uh, that was retained, which is weird because uh, for those that 
Yeah, so 4%, it's a little odd. It seemed like it was like rounding up to like just 6 million as his contract sort of thing. Um, and everyone thought it was a little bit weird because each team only gets three slots that they can retain salary with. So it was a little odd that Nashville decided to use up one of those slots on just 4%, but hey, all the power to them. Um, and then today, uh, being Thursday, there was a trade from Arizona, uh, to Edmonton. They got, uh, each, there was two pieces that moved each one was, uh, the big one was, uh, Nick Bugstad. Uh, so he is coming from Arizona and he is going to Edmonton and they are retaining 50% of his salary, which was 900,000 to begin with. So he was only $450,000 for this, like pretty solid player and it put them at that just razor thin wire yeah yeah Yeah. <laughs> mhm. Mm it makes it more entertaining. Yeah, that's dumb. Okay, okay. So I was... Yeah, they're trying to find out which one is the best to be mid. Anyway, um, Edmonton, I was watching the game last night. And I watched Leon Dreisaitl. I don't know if he does this a lot. Um, I don't really watch a lot of Oilers games that often because, like I said last season, I find them boring because either they shut down McDavid and the game is boring as hell, or McDavid just does McDavid things. And it's like, yeah, of course, that's what he's going to do. That's... Exactly. So this year I haven't watched a ton, but I saw last night Dreisaitl was like just slowly gliding towards the net. Like, not moving, he was just holding a stick. Then he pointed it outwards and did, like, this sort of, like, circular motion with it. Like, he was going, with his stick. And then he just skated around the net. The, this was his defensive tactic. That was... I, I mean, at first I was like, that is the laziest, dumbest thing that I have seen as a defense tactic. And then I was like, but if I was a player... And I saw that happen. I would probably do a Cody CC and just pause on the wall and go, what the hell was that? Yeah. And I mean, it, yeah, and I mean, 
the, just his body shape too because he's just like this massive triangle body these shoulders that are like larger than a door frame and then it just <laughs> <laughs> oh my god the hunchback of Notre skates it's i uh, yeah his is more just like chugging whereas those two are more just like this weird broad shoulder i don't know it's it's bizarre we shouldn't we shouldn't talk about skating physique it's so weird yeah no 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 it's it's not super duper um I just want to say uh, with the trades, the one I really want to see Colorado do something. Um, I know they brought in Jack Johnson. I know they brought in Lars Eller. Uh, Eller was a little bit of an overpay, to be completely honest with you. They did retain some of his salary over there, a whopping, uh, what was it, 31%. So he's getting paid a nice amount from Colorado. Uh, thank you. I think it was... Uh, Megan, I can't remember. She said she's a reporter for Colorado and she made the wonderful point that he is getting paid 69% of his salary by Colorado. Um, but yes, Colorado, please do something. Um, do a bigger swing. Get a Lars Eller is not a second line center, he is a third line center. You need a second line center, period. End of story. Do something, get that done, or get a backup now. Francois is clearly hurt. Keith Kincaid is not your answer. Eustace Anunin. Yeah. I know, but. Yeah, he's the, yeah. Yeah. I mean, Colorado has so many weapons, but at the same time, if they want a chance to win, I know the teams from the East are going to be coming in banged up, but they're going to be coming in banged up with the best damn players in the league. So they need to be prepared for that because it's not like the West isn't going to get banged up. Look at what happened last year. So many of the Avalanche broke their thumbs. Um, <laughs> so they need to find pieces because the one thing that Colorado is very good at is getting goalies, like their own goalies injured in the playoffs. It happened every single time that they have gone Francois bailed them out once uh, uh while Kemper was out for those few games they don't have him they can't rely on Eustace and Noonan they can't rely on Keith Kincaid those are like no 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 
you need to either figure out the situation with Francois or you need to find another goaltender, a backup. Jonathan Quick is off the table. That would have been perfect, but that is now gone. We don't need a starter. We just need a backup. So go and get a backup, period. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah no but i will here we go it's the games of the week i don't know i'm making up jingles now <laughs> yep uh mine was a high scoring game um but not wildly interesting i don't know uh dylan cousins got his first hat trick in it so that's at least something and it was washington versus buffalo in buffalo and uh, buffalo won seven four so uh 11 goals for both of us that's weird all <laughs> that's that's just a whiff in general i'm sorry wild versus blue jackets also quick pause i started a franchise mode in nhl 23 today and i decided you know what i'm gonna let fate decide for me i grabbed google and i said hey choose a number between 1 and 32 and i will go through and i will play as that team and it chose 15, and I went 15 over, and it was the Minnesota Wild. So I asked it to choose a new number. <laughs> anyway, Brian, what is your game of the week? Sure. Hey, that's not bad. That's disgusting. That's no, that's wrong. 
I mean, can we change our picks for who's going to win the cup? Because it's if it's not Boston, then what was this for? What was this season for then? <laughs> they get a goalie goal. That is some. True. My game of the week. It is a Saturday. It is a weird time at 6 p.m. And it is Pittsburgh versus Florida. Now, these are two teams that I think are both going for it. I don't know. We'll see tomorrow. Um, Yeah, so they are fighting. Both teams are fighting to see if they can make it into the playoffs. I feel like this is going to be just a, maybe not a bloodbath, but it is going to be a terrible game that will be a lot of fun to watch because it'll be so bad. And, I mean, Crosby is Crosby still. Regardless of whether or not the team is good or bad, he remains consistently good. So, uh, yeah, that will be something. I don't know if it'll be Good, but it's going to be entertaining in some capacity. <laughs> yep. Oh, yeah. This is the second last recording I am doing in this room. There is garbage bags and beds and duvets and pillows. It's awful behind me for those that are listening. So uh, I am really excited to not be in this stupid friggin' room because it's so cramped. So two more. Here we go.